Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. Hallelujah. Father God, we say good morning to you. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Bishop. Good morning, Apostles. Good morning, Pastors. Good morning, Evangelists, Teachers, Laymen, Men, Women, Boys, Girls. Good morning, everyone. Welcome, welcome to this morning's prayer call. We are here together lifting up the name of Jesus. We know that our Father's ears are pressed to hear us this morning, and he's waiting on us. He's waiting on us today. So without further ado, let me introduce everyone. My name is Charlene Tuckerson. I am one of many fellow intercessors and prayer warriors for our Most High God, and I greet you all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ on behalf of New Destiny Church. We are so glad that you're joining us today here on this Thursday morning in prayer, this 5 o'clock hour, we morning hour, and we want you to know that we don't take it lightly. We appreciate you, we love you, and we welcome you all both far and near. Before we begin, I want to welcome the angel of our house, the angel of New Destiny Church, Bishop Smith, and Pastor Adrian. I know you're on the line this morning. How are you this morning? I am doing good, Charlene. Good to hear your voice, dear. Bless the Lord, and good morning to everyone that is on the line this morning. I pray everyone is doing well. And so, uh, Pastor Adrian and myself, uh, love you so much, and so we say good morning, good morning. Charlene, I pray you and your family are all doing well. Yes, all is well. We're covered by the blood, amen. I want to say good morning also to Elder Heather Dawson, who is our devotion leader this morning. How are you doing this morning, Mother Heather? I'm doing well. I am. I'm excited to hear you. It blesses me to hear your voice. You're just like a ray of sunshine. But I'm doing very well. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And greetings to you, Sister Charlene Williams, who will be praying our prayer request this morning. How are you, Sister Charlene? Blessed of the Lord and highly favored and so very honored to have this honor to pray in his presence and to be in his presence this morning with such a mighty group of saints. Amen. Amen. Well, we're excited about what God is doing, no matter what's going on, because Christ is in the middle of crisis. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. We don't wander around as one who is without hope. The word of God says in, in, in Psalm 60 and 12, through our God we shall do valiantly, for he shall tread down our enemies. We declare already that we've already won. Hallelujah. Before Mother Heather comes on, I just want to read into your hearing a couple of scriptures as we come together boldly before the throne of our God. God says in Jeremiah 32 and 27, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Then he says in Luke 1 and 37, for with God 
For with God, our God, nothing, no thing is impossible. Do you really believe him this morning? Do you really believe that with God nothing is impossible? Isaiah 62 and 11 says, as the earth brings forth her, her bud and as the garden causes the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so our Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all the nations. Verse 7 says, and my house shall be called a house of prayer for all people. All by definition means the whole quantity of, the whole extent of a particular group or thing. God calls us peculiar people. He has called us his house, his body. He said that my body, my house shall be called a house of prayer, a house of prayer. A is singular. God is calling us all together as one body. There is no, there are no big eyes, there are no little U's, but God's house shall be called a house of prayer for all people, all people, all nations, all creeds. God says in Isaiah 62 and 6, I have set watchmen on the walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace day or night. Ye that mention of the Lord, that make mention of the Lord, keep not silent and give him no rest. Give him no rest. How many of us are praying and interceding and giving God no rest? How many of us are standing on the wall giving God no rest until he establish and make Jerusalem a praise in the earth? Until he establish and make America a praise in the earth? We, the watchmen, we, the prayer warriors, must be on our post at all times, watching and praying together, all of us, every nation, every kindred, every culture, everyone. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what religion you stand in. It doesn't matter. God will be God. He will show himself strong. And as we stand together he will reveal himself to us, to the nations, to the world. Amen? My brothers and sisters, it's no coincidence today that today is the National Day of Prayer. So we stand together as one nation together, as one body together, as one people together, coming together under the blood of Jesus. We declare Genesis 28 and 19. This shall be called a place of worship. This shall be called the place of praise. This shall be called the house of Bethel. This is the place where God lives. We don't want it to be the place where God frequents or the place where God visits occasionally, but we declare that this house, this is the place where God lives. Father God, we come before you, El Elyon, who sits in the midst of the gods. We come before you, God, Elohim, almighty God, almighty creator, Abba, Father, Abba, we come to you 
as one body, one people, one, dear God, one, united for one purpose in obedience to your word in James 5 and 16. You said to pray ye one for another that ye may be healed. We come together according to 1 Thessalonians 5 and 17. We're coming praying, dear God, without ceasing. We stand together as one in the name of Jesus. Mother Heather? Yes, yes. Good morning. Are you ready to come forth? Amen. (laughs) After that, yes. I am Hallelujah. ready to come forth. Hallelujah is right. Praise the Lord. Well, thank you, uh, Charlene. Thank you so much. I'm, you know, I'm honored to be on this side of the call today and to have you facilitating. It's wonderful. I first want to say thank you to my God that he trusts me to speak a word and prayerfully will draw you, each and every one of you, to a place where you have never been before in him. And I say thank you to all that are on the line and uh, to thank Bishop and Pastor Adrian also. What I'm going to share comes from Colossians 3.15. I'm going to read it out of the Amplified Version, which says, And let the peace, soul harmony, which comes from Christ rule. Act as umpire continually in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds in that peaceful state to which, as members of Christ, one body, you were also called to live and be thankful, appreciative, giving praise to God always. We must remember We are to give praise always. We are to be thankful. The Passion Bible puts it this way. Excuse me. Let your heart be always guided by the peace of the anointed one who called you to peace as part of his one body. And always be thankful. Our devotion is let the peace of Christ rule your heart. Do you know that the word peace appears between 263 and 428 times in the Bible? It depends on the version that you're using. That's a lot of peace. It means peace is important. Rule is a word that we should know what it means. And right now we are having to live by some different rules due to the pandemic that has gripped the world. What is a rule? It is one of a set of explicit or understood regulations or principles governing conduct within a particular activity or a sphere. It can be a principle that operates within a particular sphere of knowledge describing or prescribing what is possible or allowable what is possible or allowable. It is control of or dominion over an area of people. It also means exercise ultimate power of authority over. 
an area and its people. I'm not a big sports fan, but this much I know, like in baseball, it is the umpire who calls the shots. He yells out safe or out of bounds. If we look at that verse, it says, let the peace, let the peace, the umpire of Christ, rule your heart. In other words, let peace control or have dominion over your heart. Peace means to join or bind together that which has been separated. It is completeness, success, fulfillment, wholeness, harmony, security, and well-being. Most Christians today have difficulty letting the peace of Christ rule their heart. Just listen to yourself during the sheltering in place. If you are honest, most of you would say I'm having difficulty finding peace right now. Are you saying you're having difficulty finding Jesus? He is our Prince of Peace. The peace of Christ is a key to have harmony in life, enabling us to live with a grateful heart. Let me give you some examples of not being joined or bound together. Take a husband and a wife. Maybe they're fighting and arguing. What happens then? It brings separation, which leads to no peace in the household. In other words, the relationship is out of harmony. The Bible says in Amos 3 and 3 says, how can two walk together unless they agree? Maybe a business. Businesses can experience no peace. Maybe between partners in that business. There's disagreements, there's dissensions, there's accusations between owners, and that can lead to failure. Amen? Why? Because no peace. How about a church? Disagreement between the pastor and maybe his board, between the pastor and leadership. Or maybe between leadership and the congregation. It starts with an undercurrent, then disrespect, murmuring, and finally avoidance. And a lot of times, those people leave. Why? No peace. Proverbs 6 tells us the seven things that God hates is when discord is sown among the brethren. There is an undercurrent that takes place. Disrespect is evident. And one ends up avoiding that person. It's called division, better known as sin. It screams flesh and it smells in the nostril of God. So we cannot ignore it. The Bible says we're going to go to a we that we are to go to a brother if we know that he has ought against us. And you'll find that in Matthew eighteen. We are called to live in peace. We are called to this peace and we are to let the peace of Christ be in control in our hearts. So peace is to live and we are called and we are to let the peace of Christ control our hearts. Let the peace of Christ be acting as the umpire 
in your heart. He will call safe or he will say out of bounds. See, peace is given by Christ. It is Jesus' own legacy. John 14, 27 from the Passion says, I leave the gift of peace with you. My peace, not the kind of fragile peace given by the world. And we see that peace today is very fragile. But my perfect peace, don't yield to fear or be troubled in your heart. Instead, be courageous. See, Christ secured this peace in his blood as mediator. So therefore, he has the right, listen to that, he has the right to dispense it. He can distribute it, he can provide it, and he can supply it. Peace is not just to be in our heart, but it is to rule us. Remember, I gave the definitions of rule. Exercise power or authority. Isaiah 53 and 5 says, in part, he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. This verse says our healing, whether it's physical, emotional, whether it's mental strongholds that we uh, deal with, whether it's pain, sorrow, grief, whatever, it comes after we receive his peace. This lets us know that peace and rest precede manifestation of what God promised. The chastisement needed to obtain our peace and our well-being was upon him. He took the punishment needed to obtain our peace, our shalom. Nothing missing, nothing broken. He took the beating for us. We have difficulty. We have difficulty receiving what God has promised us because of the filters that are, our, that are in place in our lives. See, filters are used to eliminate things in order to achieve a desired result. I'll read that again. Filters are used to eliminate things in order to achieve a desired result. Filters can be good or they can be bad. Our cars have filters. They prevent particles from interfering with its performance. I know that because I just had to have mine changed in my car yesterday. How about our emails? They filter out what or whom we don't want to read. So then what is left is what we use or we read. How about in cooking? How about in cooking? We peel away the skin of a carrot, a potato, or we peel an onion to get to what we use. See, messages and Sermons can be filtered also. This is done through man's perspective, not clearly understanding or speaking the word as it is meant. It may be without discernment. Our tradition, the way that we were raised or the doctrine of, quote, unquote, 
our church put filters on. And we end up interpreting through those traditions. And it's hard to break tradition. We have so many filters that when we read God's word, we're not able to see what God is really trying to say to us. We view the Bible through the filters of what we know. God is helping us filter out the ways of man and this world so that we can become the ecclesia, the church, the ones to build the kingdom of God here on this earth, here on this earth, just as in heaven. So take the filters off. Take the filters off. Let go and be the church. Just be the church. Get in that place with God. Get where you can just rest in him. Let me pray this morning for each and every one. Father, we thank you for the peace of Christ that passes all understanding. Lord, I pray for your people today that they will be able to take the filters off and let the peace of Christ rule in their hearts. Lord, I come against all confusion, all doubt and dismay, and I speak wholeness, Father, over each one and every household, and may their homes, Father, permeate with your peace. Let the word be the final authority in their lives, and may they thirst for more drink from the well that will never run dry. Father God, empower us. Empower us, Lord, to be all that you have called us to be. And as Bishop said last night in service, wake us up to who we are, especially in this place where you want to speak to us and reset us to the new way, the new norm. And I declare, I declare this morning in Jesus' name that we will never do church as we once did, but we shall be the church, the ecclesia coming together as one, our word being planted like seed in the ground, producing an abundant harvest. At this time, Lord, it is not about the harvest. It is about the church coming to order, becoming the church, so that we are ready to receive the harvest when it comes. These things I pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Mr. Charlene. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Is God truly the umpire? Hallelujah. Is he truly ruling in our lives? Selah, that's a think on it moment right there. Elder Heather said that the umpire rules, governs our conduct. Our God is the umpire. He dictates what is allowable and what is not. He calls the shots. His word speaks loudly in the earth. His word tells us what's in and out of boundary. 
the umpire rules whether we like it or not. He's the one that's calling the shots. His word prevails. What he says is already established. It is the rule. It is the ruling authority. He is the ruling authority. If we want peace, we have to agree with the the call of the umpire. If we want health, we have to agree with the call of the umpire. If we want prosperity, we have to agree with the call of the umpire. Our God is the ruler. Our God is the umpire. Take off the filters. Allow the Holy Spirit to filter out everything through the blood of Jesus so that we can get to the desired results. The ecclesia, the called out ones, to be holy before our God. Thank you, thank you, Mother Heather. Now Sister Charlene Williams is going to come and to pray the prayer requests and any praise reports, she's going to give those as well. Thank you. Amen. Praise the Lord. For this morning, we have a praise report. Praise the Lord for Sister Minister Anita's friend's aunt who was in admitted into the hospital, and now because of the prayers of the Wednesday 5 a.m. prayer, she was released out of the hospital well and able in the name of Jesus. I praise God for our prayers, the healing that was sent to her in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And we have two prayer requests. Uh, one from uh, Sister B, Natalia, who is requesting prayer for her mother, Lesheba, who has been admitted into the hospital over the weekend with breathing complications, not able to keep anything on her stomach, and is weak. And we are praying that the family have peace, that the condition is not diagnosed as the COVID-19. Father, we are also praying with Vivian, who is asking prayer for her brother, Donald Poland, who is unable to swallow the puri and has a spud in his throat and have had several strokes. The doctor cannot remove the spud because of his condition, but we know God can in the name of Jesus. Father, we praying according to your word in Matthew from the Amplified Bible, 18 and 18. For you said, I tell you whatsoever you forbid and declare to be improper and unlawful on the earth must be what is already forbidden in heaven. And whatever you permit and declare proper and lawful on earth must be what it is already permitted. Again, I tell you, if two of you on earth agree together in harmony, whatsoever we pray and bind, it shall be bound. And whatever we ask, it will come to pass and be done for them in my Father's name. For wherever two or three are gathered together, I am in the midst of them. In the name of Jesus, Father, and we pray this morning because there is more than two or three 
that are gathered together this morning in your name. And we are declaring that this sickness that is in Brother Down and Sister Lishiba's body, we curse it from the root in the name of Jesus. Lord, we bind every affliction, every abnormality, every infirmity, any inflammation, any sickness, any disease, any disorder, any syndrome of any kind, any abnormal cells, of any radical cells, any abnormal growth in Brother uh, Donald's throat, we curse it and command it to be removed and dissolved in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, for you said that by your stripes we were healed in the name of Jesus, and we declare it as being so and being done in the mighty name of Jesus. For you said wherever two or three are gathered, that you are in the midst, and you are in the midst of those that are requesting prayers this morning, Lord. And we thank you for being in the midst of us this morning. We thank you, God, for we coming together in unity, in oneness, in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord. And we take an authority over all the sickness in the mighty name of Jesus, for you have given us power, God, to speak your word. For you said you sent your word to heal. Heal the bodies, God, of the two that is requesting. And any of those that are in the sound of my voice this morning, God, that may have any form of sickness or any affliction in their body that's going on this morning, we declare it being dissolved and eradicated right now in the name of Jesus. And we do count it as being so in the mighty name of Jesus, that you be glorified, God, because you are still God of God and Lord of lords and King of kings in the earth this morning, God. And we thank you for it, and we declare it as being done, and we are expecting a praise report to come up and come out in the name of Jesus of these two that is requesting the prayers and those that have been prayed for this morning in the mighty name of Jesus. And we give you glory and we give you praise this morning. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sister Charlene. We love to pray, folks. We love to pray. So please send in your prayer request at www.newdestiny.online. We truly believe that every prayer request will become a praise report. Hallelujah. Do you have anything else that you'd like to share, Elder Heather? I do. I just want to say that during um, this time, God is filtering out man's ways so that he can guide us to that place of rest and peace, the shalom of God, the realm where chaos is not allowed. The realm where chaos is not allowed. We're to focus on him with unwavering intent. And we are to rest in his ability. The word must be the final authority concerning all matters. So don't be afraid to allow the Holy Spirit to take the filters off. The kingdom of God is to be our focus. When we spend time with the Prince of Peace, we are actually infused with peace. You start to think his thoughts and share his heart. Having personal contact with Jesus alters everything. Amen. 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 
Bishop, do you have anything else that you'd like to share? Yes, I do. I got a lot I want to share. Amen. <laughs> Elder Heather just segued me right into it. Really, she did. And as she said, allowing the Holy Spirit to be that that peace, the safeguard, you know, that He brings into our lives. Uh, the Scripture says uh, soul harmony, and I talked about that, meaning we're we're in synchronization with God. We're synchronizing ourselves with the Word of God as born again believers. I talked about having wisdom. Wisdom means that you're wise. It's the ability to not just know something, but the ability to produce something, to produce something. Today is the National Day of Prayer. You said that, Sister Charlene. Excuse me. So I'm going to pray for our president. And here's why I want to pray for him is because he knows something and he's not going with their program, you all. He said, open this country up. He said, oh, here go Bishop again. Let me say something to you. Listen to what I'm saying. Government is overstepping boundaries. And if you don't stop government from doing things that are not their job, they will start taking your rights away from you. I'm very serious about this. Let me give you case in point. I don't I don't talk just to talk. I give facts. I know what I'm talking about. A lot of stuff I don't say. I know a lot of things that I don't say. Because you always get pushback when you tell people truth. Yesterday, after service, I came home, had dinner with my wife. And I'm watching the local news. The local news is on. And I hear them say, this is government. I hear them say, they have taken the homeless and the addicts off the street. Some of you saying, I heard them say it too, Bishop. They have taken them off the streets and put them in hotels because of COVID-19. Now, they said the answer to the addicts' problems is to give them tobacco products, alcohol, and also cannabis. I said, what in the world? Whose decision was that? That's not wise. That's not how you help someone. It's to become an enabler. So now the government has taken private funding. It's not tax dollars. They said it wasn't tax dollars, but I don't know whether I believe that or not. Private funding and giving it to people who already have addictions instead of giving the poor man the answer that he really needs, which is the gospel. But they don't see the gospel as the answer. And so I find that very interesting. One of the things I find very interesting is that we as citizens, not of United States of America, but citizens of California, we don't even know our Constitution. Every state has a Constitution. You should look it up and read it, and you'll see 
where government has overstepped their boundaries and trying to control your life. Their responsibility is to protect your rights. Your responsibility is to protect your health. I don't need them to help me take care of me as far as my health is concerned. I can take care of myself, and so can you. You can take care of yourself. And so the point you start letting them continue to superimpose their agenda over yours, and they're going to start taking your rights from you. I'm serious. The president stood up and he called the people who are now taking their lives back in their own hands, he said, good for them. He says, these people, I'm trying to think of the word because I don't want to misquote him. He said that they were, um, it'll come to me in just a moment. Uh he said they were brave or something like that or to, to, to that to that degree. And you have to. We have to have real conversation, you all, around how do we function in this new day? How do we function in this new normal? How do we start back up and get our lives under control versus sitting at home? We have to have real conversation, and that's why you're going to hear me start saying things, and I'm going to really start helping us understand that we got to figure out, we got to think for ourselves. You all know I'm a thinker. We got to figure out how do we get, and, and, and let's get something understood, and not necessarily go back to church, okay? That's not the first thing on my agenda. The church is fine. That's not the first thing on my agenda. The first thing on my agenda is how do we, as a people, figure out how to function in a new normal and remain safe? Because the virus is real, I get that. But we just can't hide in our homes. We have to get our lives back up, and we have to get back out and start living again, not to mention, if we can, we need to start working again. These things are real. And so the Bible says, first of all, then I admonish and urge that petitions and prayers and intercession and thanksgiving be offered on the behalf of all men, for kings and all who are in position of authority or of high responsibility, that outwardly we may pass a quiet an undisturbed life, and inwardly a peaceable one in all godliness and reverence and seriousness in every way. So, Father, I lift up Donald J. Trump. I couldn't even phantom, excuse me, or begin to imagine what it feels like to be him today to be the president of these United States, to really be a leader in the forefront of the biggest crisis we've known in our day. It's weighty. It's heavy. It's too much for him or his cabinet to bear. Father, so we pray for him. 
We intercede for him. You love him like you love us. For you love all men. You said in your word that you're willing that none perish and all come into repentance. Father, I pray for him for wisdom today. That you will also give him discernment. Cause him to wake up to really who's in charge. Father, protect him. Father, don't put people around him. And I'm talking not political people. I'm talking spiritual people. That are glad to have bragging rights because they have a backdoor policy in a White House. But put men and women of God who have integrity, men and women of God who have their fingers on the pulse of God, the heart of God, more, Lord God, than anything, those who can hear the voice of God. So as they speak, by having this relationship with a world leader, they will speak on the behalf of our king and not on the behalf of themselves to make themselves look good. Father, there has to be one that's not corrupt. There has to be a man, a woman of God that has your heart in mind. I ask that you speak through them. Cause, Lord, them to be in his presence. And, Father, let them come into a moment of divine opportunity and information to help him understand your will in all of this. Father, I pray for your people. Pray for frontliners. I pray for every person in the leadership position today on this National Day of Prayer. And I ask you, Lord God, help their gift come to the forefront, the gift that you placed in them to lead. Father God, we overturn every hidden agenda and manipulation for selfish gain, and we declare it has no power, no dominion, and no authority. Father, I call on the spellbreaker, that he'll break the spell, that you will not be paralyzed by fear, that you'll begin to open your eyes and read the accurate literature that you need to understand and begin to educate yourself and wake up to who you are. And that as a people, we will stand tall in this hour and we'll take authority. We're not weak. We're not feeble. But we're strong in the Lord and the power of his might. We have on the full armor of God and we can stand against the wiles of the wicked one in the name of Jesus. Father, overturn and dispose every diabolical attack, scheme, trick of the enemy, of the wicked one. And the trap that he set for humanity, may it be turned on them. I declare it and I decree it in the name of Jesus. So, Father, we bless you this morning. We love you. 
because you first loved us. I thank you that every person on this line is safe and healthy and well in their souls, and the umpire of peace is making the calls in your life. As Elder Heather said this morning, so beautiful, please, 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 please. That's what one of my greatest mentors used to tell me. Please, please, please. Let him rule. Let him govern your life. In Jesus' name, amen. Sister Charlene, I'm done. Amen, amen. Thank you, Bishop. I think Mother's got something else to say now. (laughs) (laughs) Mother Heather? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I could hardly contain myself. Bishop, thank you. Thank you. I'm I'm sitting here and I'm listening and I'm clapping my hands in the spirit. And I'm just saying, Father, thank you. Thank you because you are causing us to rise as the true church, that we can lay aside all those things that have so easily beset us. It is the trick of the enemy, but he has been found out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we rise this morning and we give God all the praise and the glory. And thank you, Bishop, for praying the way that you did today. I, if I could have, I would have done cheetah flips. Hallelujah. I love you all. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you all. Sister Kathy, will you please open the line so that we can worship together as one nation as one body under God. Amen. I'm <laughs> 